Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips. Jeff's not here again today, so it's going to be a solo show as I go over the Week 5 Waiver Wire Editions. Got some, eh, a couple interesting players. Again, not, not anything that's going to be a league winner type, probably not even as good as like a Wayne Gallman from last week. There could be a couple of potential players, but we'll go over that in a little bit here. Also going to touch on the Sunday night game last night, which I didn't get a chance to go over, as well as the Steelers-Bengals game, which just wrapped up. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. You can follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. The website's FantasyFootballProfit.com. Go check out our YouTube page as well. Subscribe there at youtube.com slash fantasy football profit so jump on talk about the sunday night game here just quickly before we you know get going we've got saints beat the cowboys 12 to 10 for the Saints side there really wasn't a whole lot of you know spectacular play really both sides here kamara gets his yards with uh 89 total so he's okay there but no touchdowns the receptions were only three so not a not a big game for him which, um, you know, kind of a disappointment if you're expecting, you know, top-end stats from Alvin Kamara every single game, which you usually should be, but this should be the worst of it. The volume's still there. Michael Thomas, 9 for 95, solid game. Again, no touchdowns. There was nothing for the Saints here touchdown-wise today. So not going to get you be able to put big numbers that way, but at least the targets are there, nine targets. And, of course, Michael Thomas catches all nine targets, just as what he does. So another good game for Thomas. Hopefully the touchdowns will return next next time around for him. Jared Cook, only 3 for 21. I put him on my droppable players list last week, and I definitely believe he's droppable. Same thing with Latavius Murray. He went 4 for 14 on the ground, 1 catch, 6 yards. Just not involved right now. You can definitely feel free to drop either one of those two if you have other options. I mean, if you want to hold them, sure, hold them. But they can go to the waiver wire. There's really not a problem with that in my mind. Dallas side of things, couldn't get that offense going. Zeke did get himself a touchdown, but he only had 18 carries, 35 yards, got the, with the touchdown, six catches, 30 yards. So 65 total yards and a touchdown makes it a respectable fantasy day, but not a great fantasy day. Dak Prescott, who people started relying on now after three good games, 223 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. So he definitely disappointed. I think it was about 7.6 points. Um Ugly game for him fantasy-wise. And then uh, receiving, really, everyone's kind of extremely average there. Uh, Jason Witten led the way with 50 yards receiving on four catches. And Mari Cooper had five for 48. Zeke actually led with the catches with the six. So not much in that game from <laughs> offensively. Not much to t- talk about fantasy-wise. So how about the Steelers-Bengals game, which just wrapped up? Bengals can't get anything going. They're not 0-4. Dalton, 171 and no touchdowns on a pick. Joe Mixon, hard for him to get to do much when this team just isn't very good. 15 carries, 62 yards. He catches four balls for a total of one yard. Hey, I guess in PPR you get that four points, which <laughs> if you've listened, you know my stance on that. It shouldn't really count, but hey, it works for you in PPR. Uh, John Ross, three for 36. Tyler Boyd, three for 33. Ugh, ugly. Ugly, ugly, ugly game for the Bengals. Just hard to rely on too many people in this offense, but I know there's definitely, I mean, Boyd, you're playing a lot. Ross, I really wouldn't start Ross. Mixon, you feel like you have to, but 
I don't know. It's been um, ugly. I still think, obviously, Mixon's a starter, but it's not a, you're not starting him with confidence. Over in the Steelers side of things, Mason Rudolph looked really good here. 24 for 28, 229 yards, two touchdowns. Very solid game for Rudolph. And it was a, you know, Connor and Samuels were both used in this one quite a bit. Uh, both had 10 carries. Connor had more yards with 42 compared to Samuels, 26. They put Samuels in that wildcat thing there. So he gets three three for three, throwing the ball for 31 yards. All those little, uh, <laughs> he basically just leaves the ball in front of him, not really throwing the ball, but it counts. And then uh, Samuels also had eight for 57 uh, receiving, and he got, that, he got the one rushing touchdown. So it was a good fantasy game for him. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out if they think maybe they found something and they're going to keep using him. Um, but it's not like James Conner went anywhere. James Conner had eight catches as well for 83 yards, and he caught a touchdown to go along with his 42 rushing yards. So they were both both had good fantasy games. This is going to be interesting if they play it like this going forward. I don't know. I'm not sure how it's going to work out. I just I'm, I'm really curious to see this thing. Conner still going to play him. Samuels, though, becomes interesting. Um, not starting him next week. I mean, unless you're in a bind, you need to, but I mean, just turned up last week, you did nothing. So it's, uh, it's interesting to say the least, something to watch. And then Juju Smith Schuster, only three for 15. He's the one who misses Ben Roethlisberger the most, but the team didn't, they didn't need Juju to do anything today. Deontay Johnson had six for 77, got the 43 yard touchdown. Um, yeah, interesting game there. Different game plan. looks like they knew they needed to switch something up and, Using Samuels, maybe we'll see see how see how it plays out. Not sure if that's something to continue or not. We'll wait and see. So, gonna jump over to some waiver wire players for this week. I'm gonna kind of break my our typical forty percent rule here with with Jeff gone, just because there's not a lot to pick from. It I need need to get the list going a little bit here. So I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I'll start with my number one guy. He was my number one guy last week. He's still my number one guy. It's Ronald Jones, 41.2% owned. He definitely looked like the lead back there in Tampa. Finally, I've been waiting for this. And it looks like it finally happened. 19 carries, 70 yards on touchdown. He's had 14 for 80 the week before, 19 for 70 this week. I think he's the guy there. Uh, pick him up if you still can. He is. He's better than Payne Barber. He's going to play. You need to get him on your team if he's still out there. He didn't look like he's shooting. He's out there in almost 60% of leagues, which is crazy to me. So go pick up Ronald Jones. My number two pickup is going to be Daryl Williams. So Daryl Williams, the yardage wasn't really there very much on the ground, only 8 for 13. He did catch three balls for 43 yards, but he got the goal line work with the two touchdowns. A lot of this depends on Damian Williams and if Damian Williams is back and how this works. Daryl Williams had more work than Shady McCoy in this game. He had more more touches. He was in for more snaps. So he's worth the pickup. It just you, We don't know what Damian Williams' health status is. And if uh, Damian's out again, Daryl Williams can be, be a play. And maybe he keeps himself involved. This is, this is definitely a running back by committee here. But Williams, goal line, got the goal line work. So, I mean, McCoy did get one as well, but... Darrell Williams should keep himself involved. I'll go with number three. I'm going to put Jalen Samuels here. Maybe it's a overreaction to the game just ended, but they clearly wanted to get him involved and get and use him in a lot of different ways. And so when the waiver wire is weak like this, he's only owned in 19.2% of leagues. I think you need to pick him up and figure out what exactly is it. They're going to play 
we got uh, Baltimore coming up this week, so it could be a tougher one. But, I mean, look at Nick Chubb just did to Baltimore, so you never know here. I think you got to pick up Jalen Samuels. And, I mean, obviously, if you absolutely need to play a guy this week, you can throw him in there, but I don't recommend it. But, hey, if, if they keep wanting to get him touches, he he can be he could be a play. My next guy, I'll go with Golden Tate. Going to be coming back from the suspension. Daniel Jones has shown he can play a little bit. He's he's a capable NFL quarterback, at least it looks like right now. Sterling Shepard's been getting, looks like, a majority of the work so far. But Golden Tate, I think, can step in and be a factor right away for the Giants. So I'd pick up Golden Tate coming in this week. He's He was still good with Detroit. Didn't really, you know, he came into Philadelphia last year halfway through, so it was hard to really see what he could do, but hey, they got um he has a chance here. Minnesota could be a tough one. New England, there's the matchups aren't great for the next two weeks. But then it's Arizona that could be a good one. So I, I pick up Golden Tate and see how this plays out. Next up, I mean I don't love to put this one here. Um never I mean it, it just feels like a boring addition for me, but I'll throw Muhammad Sanu here if you're in a spot where you need a player for a week. Because, I mean, he's had two weeks in a row where he had 9 for 91 this past week. He had 6 for 75 the week before. Didn't really do much week two, only 4 for 16. Week before, 5 for 57. So he's he's, he's targeted. He's out there. His targets of this year have been 6, 7, 6, 12. If you need a player to throw in there that you think is just going to get you a small amount of points at the minimum, maybe you, you go throw Sanu. Again, don't love it, but the options are kind of limited if you just need to throw a guy in. Next up, I will pair the Tennessee Titans receivers here. So A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, they both had solid games this past week. I'm highly, highly skeptical of this, though. Corey Davis, I've been waiting for this for a long time with Davis, and it's just not happening. And so when you see this, it's not even that. I mean, it's it's just it's an okay game. It's 5 for 91 with a touchdown. So it's nice to see. But with how inconsistent he's been, it's hard to trust. And I think he you probably put him on your roster. I mean, I didn't I didn't care if I, I wasn't opposed to people dropping him last week. If you have the if you have a deep bench, you can still put him there. Don't give up anybody of value to get Corey Davis yet. I just I can't trust this. I can't trust it. It's not like the targets really went up too much. He only had six compared to the weeks before five and four. But hey, you know. Maybe, just maybe there's something here. And I've always loved the talent with Corey Davis. It's just been, just haven't seen it. So maybe, maybe that'll change. A.J. Brown had the three catches here, two of them for touchdowns. Week one, he went three for 100. So this one, it goes three for 94. He's had two big weeks and in between that three for 25 and one for four. But I mean, it looks bigger with the two touchdowns. Again, a stash type play. Don't, don't pick him up and throw him in your lineup. That's not really what we're looking for here i i wouldn't recommend that part of it but hey it's worth uh worth an ad you know if you have a spot on your bench throw aj green there or aj aj green aj brown next up i will i'll pick uh deontay johnson who just ended the game against cincinnati here so deontay johnson went six for 77 in a touchdown followed up last week's five three for 52 in a touchdown so he's definitely involved he's more involved right now than James Washington is. Shoot, he might be more involved than Juju Smith-Schuster this past game. But So James Washington didn't catch a thing. Deontay Johnson, I'm uh, I, I, I'm very uh, 
excited about him, I guess. Not really excited, but very interested in him. I'll say that. Very interested in what he can do. And when you see a rookie come on like this and start to become more involved, it could just pick up and he's, you know, him and Mason Rudolph, it's been a good thing for two games. So I'd, I'd pick up uh, Deontay Johnson. This could be an interesting um, player to put on your roster. Um, I really think this could uh, end up pretty decent. How about, I'll throw a tight end in here, Chris Herndon. Herndon will be able to play week six, so we still got one more week without him playing. But, and, you know, the tight end landscape's not great. So, go, th- you know, you can throw Herndon on your roster and hope for, um, you know, he comes back and maybe uh, Sam Darnold comes back around the same time. And it could be pretty decent because other than that, I don't see a lot of uh, tight end ads right now. I mean, if Will Disley still happened to be out there, but he is owned in 63 or 67% of leagues now, chances aren't likely. But, you know, if Disley is there, go pick him up. Other than that, I'll, I'll just throw Jameis Winston's name out here. I mean, we've been waiting for the Jameis Winston to re- break out at some point in his career, and maybe it wasn't going to happen. But he's had two good games in a row. I'm... Not fully buying into this just because I've seen it before from Jameis and it doesn't quite always follow through. But, you know, two games in a row with 380 plus yards, four touchdowns this past week, three the week before. Hey, it could be something. So if you need a quarterback, I think Jameis could be the ad. Um, Throw him on your roster and maybe this continues. He has two great receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So. If he is, if he can continue this, this could be it could be pretty good. Bruce Arians, you know, is his coach now. Maybe that's making a difference. It's starting to come around. So, yeah, throw Jameis on your team. I'm 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 okay with it right now. And again, it's not going to hurt you if he if he doesn't quite turn out. Just get rid of him. But two good games in a row is it's it's hard to discount that. And maybe this time we just hope the old Jameis, who now was four interception game, doesn't return. That's the only thing we can hope for. But I think that'll do it for Waiver Wire Week 5 edition. We'll be back tomorrow night. Talk to you guys then.